You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to American Sex, a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative sexual expression by challenging those puritanical backward ass ideals we have here in the United States. This is episode 126 of American Sex Podcast, and I am Sunny Megatron. My awesome co-host is Ken Milvoin-Berg, who you'll be hearing from in a little bit. We're both sexuality educators, pleasure advocates, and kinky perverts, too. Also, we're married. Okay, so get ready to tinkle in your pants. Not over the fact that we're married, but you know, hey, if that gets you going, then that's what gets you going. But this week's guest, this is why you're going to tinkle in your pants, is Midori. Dan Savage calls her the supernova of kink. She wrote the first English instruction book on shibari called The Seductive Art of Japanese Bondage. So she's pivotal to the current craze. She founded Rope Dojo and Forte Femme Women's Dominance Intensive, and she teaches all over. Plus, she makes amazing, challenging, giant art. I love the hell out of Midori. We have a conversation in this episode with her about sensuality and seduction. But before we get there, there's kind of sort of a prerequisite. So Midori was also a guest on our free live streaming show, American Sex Live, this past Wednesday. She taught us techniques for oral sex, not oral sex, but A-U-R-A-L. In other words, dirty talk. It's a very fancy way of saying dirty talk. So it was fabulous and so helpful. You can listen to the replay of that at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Sunny Get Vocal, spelled S-U-N-N-Y, G-E-T-V-O-K-L. Now, the reason I'm telling you all this is today's episode is the perfect companion piece to that discussion where Midori taught us the techniques to find our erotic voice and use the art of sensual storytelling as a tool for seduction and pleasure. Now, that listening to that is not required to enjoy this conversation, but it's kind of awesome and they sort of kind of go together. So I'll leave that up to you. But in today's conversation, what we do is we zero in on the seduction part. Midori explains that seduction is the art of not just creating desire, but also of being desired. Now, this pandemic is the perfect backdrop for us to reevaluate our emotions and intimate motivations, to also really lean into feeling and experiencing and to really examine what it means to be an erotic being. Right now, a lot of us are experiencing libido changes and desire discrepancies with our partners, and what Midori teaches us can really help regulate that. She teaches us to slow down and cultivate our seduction and separate it from our normal orgasm goal-oriented approach to sex. You're also going to learn how and when to approach sensuality like a gourmet meal or sometimes a pleasure snack. She walks us through how we can use our favorite movies as a roadmap for seduction, teaches us to use our imagination to remote locate with our lover, and she explains the difference between self-centered and collaborative sexual motives and why we get that wrong most of the time. Oh, and most importantly, Midori also teaches us that you don't need to be a sexual superstar to be the most important person in your lover's life. 
This was such an important conversation to have, especially right now when we're seeking deeper emotional intimacy and and vulnerability with our partners. Also, many people are finding that like the hot pounding orgasm sex, it's not really what they're seeking right now. You know, plus this information is especially useful for those people that are physically separated from their lovers and need to use the phone or video chat to connect sexually. So we got a lot. We got a lot here. You're going to love it. You're going to get a lot out of it. But before we get to Midori, we have a little housekeeping to do. Plus, I want to do a check-in with you. So how are you doing through all this? Shit is really, 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 really weird, isn't it? So I've been feeling funky. Ken's been feeling funky. And when I log into social media, it seems that collectively people are all feeling funky and it's freaking y'all out. Yeah, you, you're you're included in that. You are absolutely included in that. I am seeing folks say that, you know, they're tired, unmotivated, angry, crabby, physically achy, like their body hurts and just completely out of sorts. And right now, what I'm saying, this serves as your official reminder that that's okay. That's perfectly okay. In fact, it's perfectly normal. I want you to think back to the conversation we had last week with Dr. Chris or a couple of weeks before that with Kate Larie. So right now, you are going through some major, major ass shit on multiple levels, and it is okay to not be okay. And you know what? If I know you, which I do, I know right now you're mentally punishing yourself for feeling funky and for not being okay. And stop it. You stop it. Just cut it out. Stop thinking you have to be productive during this time. Stop thinking you have to put on a nice face and be okay through everything. It's okay to be gentle and compassionate with yourself. That's what you need to do right now. And there's a good chance that what's happening is you're actually having a trauma response to what's happening in the world. And it feels weird. And especially if you've never been through something like that before, you're probably like, what the fuck is going on with me? And you know what, if it if all this sinks in a little better coming from someone else, that's me, I'll do that for you. Here it goes. I am officially giving you the permission to not be okay. You don't have to be productive. You don't have to have all the answers. It's okay to be scared or sad or feeling all of the things that you're feeling. And you are allowed to do absolutely nothing. Sit on that couch in your sweatpants. Don't accomplish a damn thing. You're also allowed to be gentle and tender with yourself for as long as you need to be. So I'm going to give you a little synopsis of how things are feeling with me for me, it helps to say it out loud to somebody and you're a bunch of somebodies. And for many of you, it helps to hear what other people are feeling and experiencing. So you realize it's not so different from what you're feeling and experiencing. And maybe you're not alone. So it's win win, right? All right. So here's how I'm feeling. I am feeling like I am constantly out of spoons, so to speak, you know, seemingly simple tasks completely tire me out for the whole day. I am completely and totally mentally exhausted all the time. I'm also getting what I believe are like silent panic attack symptoms. So like in my head, I feel fine. Like I'm totally well adjusted. I'm dealing with everything cool. My head is cool as a fucking cucumber, but my body is tense. My chest hurts. I feel like I can't breathe. You know, it's just, ugh. 
we had a recent grocery trip and, you know, we go through this whole thing where we you know, decontaminate the groceries and decontaminate the person who went shopping and wipe everything down. And I felt like I ran a marathon or like got run over by a truck after I went through that. And it dawned on me that even though, it, you know, it's very moderate to mild activity, like, oh, standing there wiping things off with a Clorox wipe, right? It, like it took maybe about an hour. But I realized why it was so exhausting because the whole time my brain was like, oh my God, cleaning the groceries is a matter of life or death. So that's exactly why. No wonder I'm exhausted all the time. You know, everything's like this. So I'm trying to remind myself of these things and to just lower my expectations when it comes to my productivity, like how much I'm going to get done or how chill and calm I'm going to be. And That's hard, though, because right now I feel like I need to be more productive because I need to keep up with the bills. We've lost income. We have to do other stuff. I have to like get my hustle on, right? Because if I don't, I won't have my basic needs like housing and food, you know, like it's not just me. It's my kids and my family. It's a lot. You know, all of that is a lot. Every little thing in my life that used to be no big deal, like, oh, going to pick up some groceries has suddenly become, uh, you know, a matter of life and death or avoiding complete financial ruin. Uh, Everything seems to be threatening mine and my family's basic needs, you know, so if you're feeling this way, too, you are not alone. So you probably heard if you've been listening to the last few episodes with Dr. Chris, uh, which was last week, Kate Lurie, which was two, three weeks ago, it was episode 123, I think, if I'm correct. Look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. Anyway, according to them, right now, our nervous systems are going haywire. Our bodies are in that fight or flight mode and think that we are being chased by a tiger. So they recommend, you know, what you need to do is take a few minutes to yourself and regulate your body. One of the best ways to do that is with some deep breathing. There's a technique called the 4-4 breathing uh, technique that can be super helpful. So really quick what it is, you inhale on a count of four. You hold it for a count of four. You exhale for a count of four. You hold it for a count of four. Then repeat, you inhale for a count of four, hold it for a count of four, and so on and so on. I'm not going to do the whole thing with you. But they say do this it uh, like four repetitions of this and try to do it about four times a day. Why it's like four or four breathing. Um, and you can either do it at random times during the day or do it when you're feeling your body. It's like, oh, oh chased by a tiger, chased by a tiger. Um, so that can help. Check the show notes for uh, the technique on 4-4 breathing, for more on mental health, and for crisis help. The show notes for episode 125 and 123 have a lot of helpful information and resources. And if you're like, oh, where do I go to find this? This is episode 126. Go to americansexpodcast.com for episode 126. I will put the links to those other episodes in the show notes for that episode. So I gotcha. Okay, who had to do that? You know, I've been doing this podcast for almost three years, and I have never done on-air breathing exercises before. You know shit is fucked up in the world if Sunny Megatron is walking you through breathing exercises. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a strange time. All right, American fuckers, you know what time it is, right?
It's big welcome and heartfelt appreciation time to the new members of our Patreon family. Yeah, our Patreon family continues to grow. Big, huge welcome and heartfelt appreciation to the following people for becoming American Sex Podcast Patreon supporters this past week. Adam, Emily, and Amber, thank you. Plus, I also want to thank Maurice and William for increasing their membership amount this week. And also a big extra thanks to every single one of our Patreon supporters. Right now, your support is more important than ever. You know how Ken and I were self-employed. We're, you know, considered gig workers. We lost a significant amount of our income with the shutdown. And this dire financial situation really does make us feel like we're being chased by that damn tiger. So your Patreon membership has a real and direct impact on our well-being. And it helps us do things like feed our family and keep a roof over our heads. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And if you're listening along like, what? Hey, you too can become an American Sex Patreon member. Just go to patreon.com slash American Sex. And you're going to get stuff too, like bonus stories from our guests. There's one up by Midori right now. She talks about being a caffeine sadist. Gotta listen. Um, we do extra full-length episodes. You get all of our regular episodes early. I'll send you American Sex Podcast stickers in the mail. You get a shout-out on the podcast. You get other surprises. And we just started our weekly patron-only live video hangouts, too. And we're doing it again this Tuesday on the 7th of April at 6 p.m. Pacific. And this time, it's game night. We're going to play all sorts of fun games like categories and card games and maybe some cards against humanity. I don't know. We're, we're trying to find a bunch of stuff online that's going to work over video chats. So if you have some ideas, ping me with those. Um, but we're excited and we hope to see you there. And if you're like, hey, I love live streams, but I don't want to pay for them. That's okay, because we've got free ones for you, too. Tune into our Sex Ed live stream series on Wednesday nights on Get Vocal. You can find it at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y, slash Sunny Get Vocal, S-U-N-N-Y, G-E-T-V-O-K-L. All of our streams, absolutely free to the public. And our next one is this Wednesday, the 8th of April at 8 p.m. Pacific, so uh, also tell your friends to tune in because the more the merrier and uh, that support helps us too. It's a free way to support us. All right, American fuckers, let's go get seductive and get sensual with Midori. On the line, we have somebody that I cannot say enough good things about. I adore this person's brain and knowledge. Um, and we're going to talk today about something that I think is really important for all of us. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give y'all American fuckers my prediction. I predict because of the social distancing, not only are we going to rely more on connecting with people virtually, whether it's on the phone, whether it's on the computer or whatever, I also predict that we're going to get more into like emotional intimacy and sensuality and all of those things that we may have glossed over before in our sex lives. Uh, my prediction is this is going to become the shit and you got to bone up on it now. So we have Midori here to talk to us about how we can utilize our seduction and really get juicy. In Wait, this. this isn't about her Roomba? 
No, I thought this was about the Roomba, and I was really excited because no. I have one important question for you. Obviously, because we don't own a Roomba, have you ever had like a little piece of food or like something that cat gets poop. out or, or cat poop or anything <laughs> that like the Roomba picks up and starts spreading all over the floor, or is that just like things that happen on the internet? Uh, occasional tissue paper, but mostly the the entertainment with Roomba is. Uh, our cat, Cool Cat Jack, mm-hmm. um, likes to beat up on the Roomba. Uh, the, the, it's actually a shark, but loves to beat up on it. So he'll hear it starting up, and then he'll just go like running across the house to, you know, go pounce on it and do the disemboweling murder kicks. Oh my goodness! Can we have a Roomba murder video at some point? That like would be cat awesome. versus. <laughs> I think the world yeah. needs that, especially right now. We need that. Yeah. And the poor, the poor vacuum, Sharky, we call it because of the brand Shark. Poor uh-huh. Sharky is like, I'm just trying to do my job. I'm just trying to do my job. Aww. Just, just let me do my job. I'm sucking up all your cat hair. Can you just leave me the fuck alone? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think we need a video with like you editing in the voices of the Sharky and the cat. Yeah, and the cat is like, I am giant saber-toothed lion. I kill you. I kill you. You, you are water buffalo. Uh, you will be, uh, I am felling you. Dude, I'm just trying to do my work here. Can You know, it's like, it's bad enough. I just had to suck up one of your pieces of shit. Can you just leave me alone? Okay. I kill you. I am mighty killer. I am Scar the cat. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, that's hilarious. No, no, yeah. So, uh, I hate to break it to you, dude, but I, you're just the 11 month old cat, and I'm just really trying to do a job here. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of your acting skills, we watched a very funny video with you and Laura Antonu. And, oh, and, oh yes. my god! Oh yes. my god! That was that was just fucking genius. By the way, I just have yeah. to say the conspiracy Can you tell theories. The listeners oh, about yeah, sorry, your yeah. yeah. What what is this that you're doing? The play. I am. I am so glad that you saw that. Yes. So Laura Antonu, the, the legendary author and amazing pornographer and entirely a culture maker, whether she fucking likes it or not, who is the author of the Marketplace series. And for those of you who want like hot DS fiction, it's kind of like uh, Downton Abbey meets like Deep Kink. Mm. And yeah. Uh, she and I have started a weekly show. It's called Helic Vetch. It is on each of our Patreon, and the first episode is free for everyone, and then thereafter it'll be a delay, first release to, to our subscriber and later to the public. But the episode one is about COVID-19, the play in innumerable acts, and she wrote this play that actually took from the headlines of Il Presidente, as well as the general public, as well as the uh, the real actual experts, and Tina Fey. And it is, and we do this with such amazing special effects. And amazing special effects, um, the editing is superb. It has live action yamaka wearing finger puppets. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my god, it was hilarious. Ha fucking hilarious. So everyone, go watch that. Go watch it. Um, all right. Hello, Kvitch. So your acting skills are brilliant. 
Uh, we most recently, and I'm going to put this in the link at, in the show notes for our listeners at americansexpodcast.com. We talked to you on our live stream and you taught us all how to be pretty sexy, which was awesome. Um, and so oh, that was the oral sex episode where we got down and invented toilet paper porn. Oh my God. Toilet paper porn. Toilet paper erotica is going to become a thing for sure. Um, so I thought that was so fucking brilliant. And so did Ken that we wanted to bring you on here to dive a little bit deeper into how we can tap into our sensuality. And I was actually really amazed how a lot of it's like acting and technique and your body position, but I know there's a lot more. So where do we start, Midori? Where do we start? Okay, let's talk about seduction. Yeah, let's talk about seduction. And when I'm talking about seduction, I'm not talking about like the the creepy, you know, let me score phone numbers and manipulate people in a bar, not that kind of way. I am talking about I'm talking about seduction, the art of desiring and being desired. Ooh. Yeah. So the art of desiring and of being desired. Okay. And, you know, you, I think you're right in terms of this, this current pandemic giving us a pause to re-examine what it means to, to be erotic, uh, erotic beings, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And, and, uh, I suppose there's been the whole hookup culture and all that. And as, as humans and civilizations, and I'm, I'm focusing, I, I'm kind of focusing on North America here. So those of you who are listening from everywhere else, I apologize for being North American centric. Well, it's called but, the, our show is American Sex, so be oh, as American yeah. as you want. Okay. So <laughs> and Canadian, and they're, they're like our cousins. That we'll we'll let them, you know. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Our well mannered, polite cousins right. who are more mature in their behavior. Mm-hmm. Right. With a penis, um, the prime minister. I'd like to fuck that guy's hot. I would love to watch <laughs> yeah. you fuck the prime minister. Where have we gone? Okay. Anyway, back to sensuality. Okay. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I in all manners of exploring sexual libertinism, great as long as it's consent based and all that. Uh, but I don't think it would hurt to savor slowing down a bit, much in the way that Michael Pollan and Alice Waters uh, spearheads the whole slow food movement, mm. right? And, you know, let's parallel this to the slow food movement and to take quality ingredients that are available from where you're at to understand the nature of your ingredients and the and the flavor profiles of it to take the time to take the time to be creative with a limited number of ingredients and to use things that are not in the long run going to poison us right so and I'm I make analogy between food and sex all the time because our relationship to food and sex uh it, it's very similar parallels even intertwined. Oh, yeah. Now, so to think in terms of the slow food movement or the, the, the slow pleasure, right? Which means instead of just 
instead of just consuming it, we have to take a moment in understanding the why. So the why of sensuality, the why of seduction. The why of seduction is experiencing, I believe, it is about experiencing a joy in being seen and being desired. Mm-hmm. It is the the pleasure of giving and receiving a gift graciously mm. and taking pleasure in it. And I think there is nothing quite as exciting as knowing in your bones that you are desired by the person whom you desire. Ugh. I love that. You know what else I'm thinking, too, is I have heard a lot of people saying that, especially right now, what's going on in the world is just killing their libido. It's killing their desire where they may have been used to like, hey, you know, I I think a dirty thought or, you know, whatever kind of gets me going suddenly, you know, my boner starts to grow or, you know, my genitals get engorged. And that's just not happening for people, a lot of people right now, although there are some people that are extra horny right now. But for the ones that aren't, um, you're slowing it down and like cultivating your desire and really concentrating on those little things that we might normally just gloss over, I think may help the people who are like, hey, my libido's in the toilet right now. You know, so if that's you, could, you know, slowing things down like this and really cultivating seduction help Mm -hmm. in those situations? Yes. I do believe so. And I think it's letting go of being goal-oriented, right? Letting go of being goal-oriented. So bringing it from food, let's bring it to, let's bring it to wine, okay? And, uh, and for those of you out there who don't drink, the same analogy can be made for tea or coffee, Mm -hmm. right? So, uh, and the alcohol side of things, all right. the rushing it versus savoring it. So one might, okay, I want to drink, I want to get drunk. That's the goal, and that's a rushing it. Whereas I have this really interesting glass of wine, and I want to really be able to taste all the nuances of it. Let me learn how to smell it. Let me learn how to taste it. Let me learn how to look at it. So whether it is, and the same, I'm a big tea drinker, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes I will drink tea and coffee because I need the caffeine and I need to get through that deadline <laughs> of my writing deadline and I'm just going to consume caffeine in any form and I will not do Starbucks. I will not lower myself to that. Even, <laughs> you know, in seeking chemical intervention of caffeination, a girl's got to have her boundaries. <laughs> Okay, but, um, you know, you'll know I've hit caffeination rock bottom when you see me in the Starbucks and I'm not just there for the bathroom. Yeah, okay. I mean, at that <laughs> point, please, please, I ask for an intervention. <laughs> um, however, okay, so if I'm drinking my tea, it's like, all right, you know, this is a, this is a, uh, a sencha that came from the first picking in the Uji province of Japan. I need to have it at at this temperature 
and look at the difference in the color by steeping it 30 seconds longer and to sit and to notice how it tastes and what does the spring in the province outside of Kyoto taste like. Mm. I can sit in my kitchen in San Francisco and taste spring in the green verdant hills of Kyoto. Yeah. And if I can just take, if I can just take a moment to have it, have, you know, taste spring in Kyoto, when the world is like falling into fuck all pieces, okay, you know, that 30 seconds today counted more than the rest of the 23 hours. Yeah. That's amazing. And it also makes me feel very shitty about my tea choices at the same time. <laughs> I will totally judge you on your tea choices. <laughs> I'm just getting into tea, by the way. That's what, that's my new thing, oh. and I'm just learning. Like I don't even know what to steep it in. What kind? I'm just finding out about temperatures and like. I wish there oh. was. I wish there was a guide on how to buy tea. Can, can we? Can we have like a separate show on on tea? I, I would just love say, that. I think Midori, yeah. you need like a tea hour, and you could teach people oh, about tea. You know who's even more amazing is Cecilia Tan. <gasps> really? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. For a while, she was writing a tea blog because you know she doesn't. You know, she doesn't take on multiple topics. No, right. never. Actually, yeah. that would be great because yeah. I would love to talk to her both about like tea, but like tea and femininity and tea and masculinity. Those are things that mm -hmm. like I think are an incredibly interesting subject. Ooh, masculinity. Well, I mean, uh, Ooh, we uh, got a new tea line. Femininity. Tea for masculine presenting <laughs> uh, okay. people. Masculinity. So to go back to the origin of green tea, though, uh -huh. it's said that tea, as we know it, the green tea or cha, which is the, or the origin of the word tea, is te, which is cha, and chai is, and it's all the same word. Interesting. And, and it is when the yellow emperor was sitting with a bowl of hot water and leaf of the camellia, which is camellia sinensis, Leaf of the camellia landed in his bowl of hot water, and then he found that the flavor that it infused created clarity in his mind, a.k.a. caffeine, mm. and focus. So the origin of tea, the legend has it, is actually from a wise male emperor. Interesting. So tea, in that sense, is, is of a beverage of of wise and masculine leadership as well. See? It's your beverage, Ken. I know. I Damn. know it is. Damn. And I should be judged on my tea because I've been buying shitty tea. <laughs> it's apocalypse tea, though, so I don't... Like, hearing her about your tea story, though, makes me want to do that even more. Yeah. So savoring tea... And let's bring it back to the sensuality and the seduction. Now, right now, as we've been talking about tea and storytelling and talking about the detail of, of just a tea, and all of our senses are awakened. Mm. Yeah. And we're taking a moment. So if we remove the necessity of Libby, and, and I think in the U.S., we tend to think of, of sex, sexuality, uh, eroticism, libido, as necessarily about being the genital in this, and therefore necessarily about being about orgasm. That's a hell of a lot of pressure, man. Mm -hmm. That's a hell of a lot of pressure. 
And what if we just like eased off on that pressure and just like savored the moments and the components? I will totally admit to in this like stressful time, um, jilling off and having a good time with my Lirond, uh vibrator thing and then like getting, then falling asleep because I don't know, I'm too tired. But it felt nice to buzz off a bit. Right. And I didn't get off, but did I get to sleep better? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And was I thinking of, of lovers past, current, and could be? Sure. You know? And I got to enjoy my imagination, enjoy my body, even if tired. Even if for just a bit. And yeah, take a moment for myself. And alright, so honestly out there I hear a lot about, you know, engage in these like long meditations and grounding and self-pleasuring. I don't have the time. Mm. And just thinking about doing that is exhausting. And I think that just adds more pressure. But in terms of seduction of Desire, if we focus on giving and receiving of desire, and when I say desire, it's not the, oh my God, I want to, you know, throw you down right now and like have my way with you, which is nice. That's good too. But maybe you're in a place right now where it's like, oh my God, is that what I have to do? But what if it's just, can I just nibble on your pretty neck for like two minutes before the kids wake up? <laughs> Ken's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about just that? You know, can I just can I just nibble on your neck? Just you know, just just a bit, you know. Just here in the kitchen. I gotta go, you know, um, you know, go uh um sterilize my mail now. So um <laughs> right before that, can I like, you know, nibble on your neck. It's like you're a fly on the wall in our house. It, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> so of desire of being wanted and to let and then you might say or the other might say, Oh but honey, you know I love you, you know I want you. Well right now would it hurt? What harm would there be? Okay? Prove me the negative. What harm would there be to remind me? And, and okay, counter-argument. Oh, God, I just feel stupid saying, you know, I, I want you, I need you. Well, okay. You can maybe go, another thing that you might do is something appealing to the senses. Like, I love how your skin feels. Okay. It's like, ooh, your hair is shiny today. And it's like, Mmm, you smell like you just jacked off. <laughs> Can you always smell like I just jacked <laughs> off? There's a good reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. I'm just glad to know about that it still works. That's you know, at true. my age, yeah. like if I can even get an erection, that's a good day. It, it totally is. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So, you know, you can you can do some uh you can you can say a single thing or point out a single thing to do with one sense, sight, sound, taste, um, scent, and touch, uh-huh. right? So, P, 
pick a thing around the five senses. Okay. And express that. Oh. And it could be, uh, and for, yes, it's a compliment. It should be absolutely, sometimes people get uncomfortable about compliments, like somehow it's fake or somehow it has motive. No, it is an appreciation. And remember, we are not psychics where minds cannot be read and everybody has different levels of anxieties and insecurities and old tapes that play in our head around, you know, like, am I wanted? Am I liked? You know, there's moments of vulnerability and our confidence in even the most seemingly confident individuals. Yeah. And what harm would there be in the person that you like them, they like you, and what harm would there be in just taking a moment and appreciating them? Right. And especially right now, you know, especially Mm -hmm. folks like, you know, I know a lot of folks who are sheltered in place by themselves and they're separated from their partners, from their lovers, from whoever Mm -hmm. they're close to. So like doing this even over video phone, you know, however you're communicating or just it like Ken and I, we're at home. Uh, we're, you know, we've been in this house for two weeks, except for one grocery trip. It's going to be another two before we go out. And it's like, we're all freaked out. I think people need to, right now, more than ever, people need to hear like, everything's okay. You know, you're, you're wanted, like, you know, you're still valid and, and all that stuff. I think people need that now more than they ever did. So people out there listening, if you're like, I feel silly, do it, do it. Cause the other person needs it. And you know what? So you feel silly. You can even say, I feel kind of goofy saying this, but, um, yeah, you, you kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah. And just even admitting to feeling just silly about it. Yeah. Sometimes that takes the pressure off or like, hey, even Sonny, this practice. might be a little silly, what? but you're kind of hot. Oh, this might be a little silly, but you're kind of hot too. Your hair is very nice. Like your whole head right now. Your boobs now are really nice. Your whole boobs nice. are very nice I, right now. I really like, I can put my <laughs> boobs on your head and they could be all nice together. Oh my God, it worked, Midori. Yeah. You're a miracle worker. <laughs> what kind of a sorcerer are you? What magic is this? <laughs> oh, it's too funny. Makes me so happy. I, God, should I? I feel like I should be like a modern day Cyrano. Totally. I shall write your love sonnets for you. <laughs> your sonnets of desire. Which is much better than my boobs, because that's <laughs> that's the extent of my language skills. Whenever your, your love language is boobs, that's okay. And butt. And butt. And round soft and things. Well, any round soft things. <laughs> All the round soft things. Yes. I don't even care. And, and apparently, the the Prime Minister of Canada. Like. Yes. <laughs> but he has a nice round soft ass. <laughs> How do we get here again? Okay. <laughs> All right, Midori, if you were going to fuck a world leader, who would it be? Ooh. Ooh. Uh... And have you seen the Prime Minister of New Zealand, by the way? Oh. She is hot. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I... Well... Michelle and Barack still hold a place Absolutely. in my heart. Absolutely. Oh, I would threesome both, with both them in them. a second. In a heartbeat. Right. Yeah. Right. And I will totally admit to 
absolutely fantasizing about her strapping it on and him with a shit-eating grin on his face. Yes. And I, I really don't over, even think that's a stretch out of reality. I think that's probably... Yeah, everybody's <laughs> fantasy is Michelle is the top, and I think it's because there's got to be some truth to that, and we're all picking up on it. Right? Yeah. And, yeah, that um, them in their presidential bedroom and... I'm seeing her with like knee high boots, nice strap on, well endowed and and that goofy ass grin that he gets. Yes. When he's and what he just looks so in love with her. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Like that, that presidential that comes across dance so well. just, Yeah. Yeah. Trump doesn't even know what his kids' names are. He doesn't. Oh, God. You just ruined You killed my boner by bringing him up. Sorry. Thanks. Back, Thanks. Back, back to Michelle. Back to Michelle and Barack. Okay. Happy place. Back to yes, happy place. Please. Happy place. Sonny, have I ever told you you're beautiful? <laughs> this Shut might up. sound a little weird. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but those there's some role play ideas. Uh, so get together with your person, and one of you is Barack, one of you is Michelle. That would be kind of hot. Yeah, you want to be my yeah, Barack, Ken? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. And then there's also going back a little more in history. Uh, there's also uh, Louis the Fourteenth, mm. the Sun King, mm. and all the ladies of the court, and probably a few gentlemen too. Yeah. Did you watch Versailles, the series? Yes, I did. Oh, so hot. Now, now I got to watch it. I did not. Well, that's why, I'm you know, I'm, clearly I'm watching out. like historical or like history pieces or like period pieces are one of my favorite kind of yeah. things, especially when it comes mm-hmm. to like, it's weird. I like European royalty movies. And, and tea. Who and are tea? you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> A slave to the British Empire, apparently. Okay, I got to tell you something, Midori. I don't oh. know if you've heard this, but he uh, smacks his submissives with a ruler mm-hmm. that has the, what is it, the, the, British, the British rulers, rulers yes. on a ruler? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Up through Queen Elizabeth, oh. which in, in this ruler was made in like the 1960s, I think. <laughs> and and they have to memorize them from beginning to end. So mm-hmm. like, and I used to quiz them on it. And then I would use that as a, the, the, my favorite impact tool. But now I'm very ginger and careful with it because it's you a real antique it. at this point. <laughs> You know, but I bet there's something out there now yeah. with a current version. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Well, it is current because it's still Queen Elizabeth. Oh, it's Elizabeth. still Queen Elizabeth. It is current well, yeah, until no, she yeah, dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, made within the last 10 years. Yes. No, the, yeah, there's the same yeah. thing with the new wood. New wood. Yeah. Yes, because it does yeah. need new because wood. We all, yeah, because we all need new wood. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Anyway, okay. Oh. Yeah. Speaking of, since we went on, off on TV and historical drama, there is this amazing, kinky, disturbing movie from, uh, I think it's from Korea, and it's called The Handmaiden. Oh, I'm jotting this down. The Handmaiden. Why is it so good, and where can I watch it? It is, uh, I think it was on Netflix or somewhere. It was either, you know, the usual, the usual various streaming services. Right. Right. And it has kind of a similar thing going on as Parasite. Mm. Mm. Except there's also, oh, it is, 
you're just going to have to trust me on it. And, okay. Um, you you can't be too squeamish about this, but imagine like Sino-Japanese political tension overlaid with with Sino-Japanese personal hatred and um, power struggle and service intra-class, and then there is a secret um, wealthy men's sex ritualized society. And, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm watching that maybe tonight. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. And yeah. by the way, that's like, uh, and that's by Park Chan Wook, who is the director, and he might have even been the writer of Old Boy. I don't know if you've ever saw it. Like, it's a little bit older movie. Yeah. But Old yeah. Boy is one of my favorite movies, and uh, and I think that's who you're thinking of, or rather, I think that's the it's the because it's the 2016 The Handmaiden is what we're talking about, right? That is it. Okay, yeah, cool. That is it. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. I've Tonight, seen Old Boy, and I've seen a lot of his we'll other have movies. Some sensual time watching movies. That'd be awesome. And okay. yeah, you you really it should, to fully appreciate it. It helps to be a really twisted, kinky fuck. That's awesome. <gasps> yeah, maybe we'll Netflix party it. If it's on Netflix, yeah. I think yeah. that'll be brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That'll be a fun thing yes. to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So back to being sensual. Because I don't know how <laughs> I, this is all great so, information, which, yeah. It's it's all about the imagination, right? So if, let's say, if the three of us were like flirting, flirting, and we're talking about movies and then, you know, talking about seduction, we can take the, the course down about, yeah, okay. So, you know, take, take the road down of, of movies and it's like oh yeah yeah so there's you know let's talk about our favorite favorite sexy movies and maybe i might say you know there's a uh one of my favorite uh surprisingly sexy movie is there's that uh the unbearable lightness of being okay and the scene of it that sticks in my head is the male protagonist who's uh what is his name um he famous actor who played my left foot daniel day lewis Uh, yes anyhow this beautiful daniel day lewis gaunt daniel day lewis yes daniel day lewis it is in the 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 eve of the invasion of prague and Daniel Day-Lewis has his lover bring a mirror off the wall, and the lover is in garter belt and and lingerie and orders her to go on all fours on top of the mirror. And it's this profoundly beautiful, tense scene. And since, Ken, you mentioned the ruler, I could just see Sunny in... Her glorious lingerie on all fours with her beautiful boobs reflected forming four orbs of joy. And you sitting back on that armchair and stroking that ruler and enjoying the view as the tension mounts. How am I doing? I think I'm waiting. Chubby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. His and face, his face, his face. 
<laughs> oh my god. And then it it maybe didn't help or it helped tremendously that I actually lifted up my shirt and put a reflective thing under my boobs to try to make four boobs <laughs> to go along with what you were saying. And he nearly uh-huh. passed out. So good job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It was a team effort. (laughs) So what we just did was three of us remote located and we just, I just went from talking about my, and that's just one scene in a rather serious drama, right? right? And all I did was just talk about that one scene and inserted us into that. Now, if that story continued, it would probably go off off script quite a lot and having nothing to do with the actual movie mm-hmm. but that doesn't matter that's awesome what because a great technique. i may be sitting in the other armchair yeah now the our scene got you know we're now having make-believe phone fantasy right from that one scene, and I maybe I don't even remember the scene in the movie correctly. Does it matter? No. Not at all. <laughs> right? Not one bit. So we can use movies, little scenarios, slowing it down, practicing mm-hmm. and saying, I feel silly if you feel silly to just get it off your chest and, and give you it, a reason to start talking. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? Have you ever had an awkward sex moment where you couldn't find the tree because it was hidden in the bushes? Well, yeah. Thankfully, we have Manscaped. They offer precision engineer tools for you or your honey's family jewels. Now, not saying that your landscaping has to be smooth as a patio, but please keep it tidy. You know, personally, I don't like those unkempt little stragglers making their way down my throat. As of late, I've also been doing a lot of fun things on video camera, and I can't tell you how out of hand the landscaping has become. Sometimes I can't even tell what I'm looking at. It's like, you know that tangled box of mystery cords and wires that everyone has in their garage? That's kind of what I'm looking at. You know, just because you're in the comfort of your own home doesn't mean that you have to let everything go. Now, if you find yourself on either side of this pube equation, Manscaped, Perfect Package 3.0 needs to enter your relationship immediately. It is the perfect package for a perfect package. Now, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer and they call it the Lawnmower 3.0. It has proprietary skin safe technology so it won't nick your nuts. And also, Manscaped has the answer to that ball stank problem. The Perfect Package 3.0 contains both the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver products to keep your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. I'm telling you, this is the perfect gift for you or your partner. Also, your balls will thank you too. Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the code SUNNY. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our sex lives so much better. Okay. Uh, refer, and I'm going to encourage folks to refer to the, the show we did last night because mm-hmm. I'll give tips, on um, concrete tips on how to use your voice. And there will be a link and, in the show notes, by the way, at americansexpodcast.com. So go there. It was all about oral sex, A-U-R-A-L, 
freaking amazing. Again, toilet paper erotica, toilet paper porn. If you don't know what you're talking about, just go watch it and you will get it. You will get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in order to... So ways of seduction is about slowing it down and putting the attention onto the other. So, uh, so okay, Sunny, let's say that if... If you and I are interacting and I'm trying to flirt with you, there's a difference from saying, hey, babe, I'm horny. I want to fuck you. Is that or, hey, babe, I want to see you feel really good. I want, I want to fuck you so you feel hella good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's self-centered versus other or collaborative joy-centered. So, okay, so a statement that is self-centered is is quite common in, hey, hey, can I go down on you? You know, this this is the bullshit that happens on, like, internet dating site or kinky site. Tell me about it. Have you seen the takedowns that I have done? Yes. That I've been posting publicly? Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. So the problem with that is when somebody approaches uh, with the all about what it is that they want out of this, right? At that point, you know, if I said, hey, Sonny, I want to, I'm horny, I want to, you know, I want to fuck you. In my head, I may be mistakenly assuming that that is, of course, what you want. Yes. What you may be thinking is, and so often, you know, this is common where it's, it's like, wow, you know, am I just a, am I just a tool by which for you to get off on? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that doesn't make a person feel special. I mean, that kind of objectification, you can feel special after negotiating it. Yeah. But, you know um, what, you know what this brings to mind? And I, every mm. female identified person will be like, Oh my God. Yes. The guy that messages you out of the blue and says, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm such a giving lover. I can go down on a girl for like three hours. I can eat you out so good. I just love giving head. Like you don't have to do anything. I'm going to eat you out, eat you out, eat you out, eat you out. And it's like, ew, ew. Like, first of all, who said I wanted that? And secondly, it's all about you. So that's what I think of when you're describing this, that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that guy and that approach. And I could see the the untrained person there going, yeah, but is this about eating you? Doesn't every girl want to be eaten out? Nope. Uh, I, am, I am not every girl. Mm-hmm. I am this woman. Um, so, all right, so that would be the self-centered. That doesn't work so well. On the other hand, if it's all about the other person, hey, Sonny, whatever, whatever that you want, I'm, you know, let me make you feel great, mm-hmm. which sounds good, except it's devoid of, it, it puts so much responsibility on you. Mm-hmm. To be able to speak of what you want, mm. right? There's a lot of pressure in that. As opposed to saying, I feel so much joy when I'm with you and I just feel good when you're feeling awesome. Um, there are these things that you do that, that, that turn me on. 
so much and because it's you. Oh. It's collaborative. Right. And I think so many people miss that. Like they think they're doing it, but they completely miss the mark. Yeah. And so it takes, I think that's the kind of thing that takes a little bit of coaching. I've actually done a, um, it has been a handful of wise, mostly men, wise men that, uh, wise but frustrated men that have, that I've done coaching with as to how to make better cold calls, uh, as well as personal ads and like, you know, dating site approaches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people need that. A lot of people need that. Of course, my public takedown has also been, um, you know, public education. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Are those like, those are posted publicly or are they friends only on your profile? Cause I oh, no, public. Okay. Totally they will public. be in the show notes. If you're listening along, like, what are you talking about? Go look in the show notes. I will put links. Yeah. yeah. They are totally public. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I have deleted the names as appropriate. Aw. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. I feel better about just like, I don't know what people need right now, you know, like mm-hmm. really concentrate. I like your, your point of view. It's like, we're looking at the things maybe we kind of a little already maybe instinctually know, but we don't know we know. And then seeing it through your lens makes it really apparent that like, these are really the things that matter, especially right now. Um, mm-hmm. And the things that we ne- really need to concentrate on. So, do you have any more, yeah. I don't know, yeah. tips, pointers, things things so we need to you know? Don't, you don't need to be a sexual superstar to be the hottest person in your lover's life. Oh, I want that on a t-shirt or a mug or a G-string. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and what you do you know, need to, to be able to do is understand... Understand the tools and the resources you already have. And what I mean by that is we can all take a moment to speak slower. We can all take a moment to notice something about the senses, you know, the sight, smell, sound, touch, taste of the other person. There are little things that we can do to convey our desire. We can slow down our touch. We can make tiny little asks, Mm -hmm. right? And what I call, um, what I call uh, pleasure snacking. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by pleasure uh, snacking, you know, when um, thinking about an amazing sex life or a sensuous life or what it makes to be a, a sexy person, there's this whole idea that it's like this, um, acrobatic sex and lasting for hours and having a big this or a wet that or whatever, right? And it, it's like trying to plan a fucking Thanksgiving or a Seder dinner <laughs> for every meal. Yeah, you're That's right. That's a really great analogy. You're fucking right. Yeah. And sometimes we just want a cheese sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Just, just, you know, I mean, for lunch today, I had, uh, and now the ingredients in that simple snack 
will bring you the sensory pleasure. Mm -hmm. What did I have? I had a slice of sourdough from that uh, um, one of the Patreon subscribers had baked and left for me. Oh! I had homemade sourdough, a local brie, a little bit of raw onion with a little bit of fresh... um, Rosemary. Ooh, that sounds so good. So good. <laughs> that sounds right? so good. Uh, yeah. Bread, cheese, rosemary, onion. Simple. And I sprinkled a little salt on it. Simple, but completely delightful. And that's what I had for lunch. Is And that really is all I needed. Right. And it was baked by somebody who gave a shit. And, you know, simple cheese and a good piece of onion. And, uh, yeah, so not every meal needs to be a giant, you know, multi-course Seder or Thanksgiving meal. Right. And you know what? Sometimes it's just you want to walk by the fridge and squirt some whipped cream in your mouth and then go about your day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's like the equivalent of the drive-by neck nibble. Yeah. So snacking instead of everything being, yeah, a multi-course gourmet meal. I like that. I really and like to, that. And, you know, continuing the analogy on things, really skilled professional sex workers, that's kind of like, they're kind of like Gordon Ramsay or Alice Waters running a kitchen. They have to make like these amazing like gourmet meals for all these strangers coming in and out of their kitchen, their dining room. Mm-hmm. The rest of us, we get to make that which makes our family and our lovers and our own mouths and bellies happy. Yeah. Wow. That is spot on. I fucking <laughs> love it. I fucking love it. Yeah. yeah. I miss those gourmet meals. <laughs> you miss gourmet meals, but sometimes a squirt of whipped cream in your mouth. mouth yep. Yeah, or just pop by the refrigerator, <laughs> grab a strawberry or a grape and just go about your business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, you know, that's 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 what grab grabbing a quick little butt squeeze, you know. I love it. I fucking love it. Yeah. So yeah. American sex listeners, American fuckers as we call you, take these things and interject them into your whatever you have, whether you're with your partner right now, whether you're away from your partner right now. Like I can really see reframing and and taking these little steps as something that can help bring back that desire that we're all, not all of us, but a lot of us are like, where did that so go? I'm exhausted, yeah. you know? So yeah. that that's fucking amazing. Um, I also want to hear from you personally. I want to know mm-hmm. one, how the hell you're doing through all this, like more for a personal sense. And secondly, mm-hmm. how you're doing through all this for more of a professional sense, because not only are you a sexuality educator and you live in, in that realm on a lot of live events, you're also an artist, which also mm-hmm. relies on a lot of live events and, you know, gallery showings and, and that sort of thing. So right now, you know, put it plain, it plainly, you are fucked, um, just like a lot of yep. the other gig workers. And so so what's going on in your life and how can we support you? 
Oh, God, thank you. It has been challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been challenging. Every bit of, because in my my craft and my work and teaching, as well as my art, is in person. Mm-hmm. My pro, In a matter of a week, every event, invitation, if classes I have organized, everything vanished. And I have... You know, I've been at this, what, more than a quarter century. I've always, 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 you know, earned my own bread and made things happen and produced events, and it's just, it's all vanished. Yeah. Um, I I rarely question myself as to my life decisions, and there have been moments when I've questioned my life decision. Um, the last time I had that questioning my own life decision was 9-11. Wow. So, yeah, you know, um, so it's been hard. Um, Patreon is right now my income stream. Patreon also on the brighter side, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash planet Midori. That has given me a place to experiment. Yes. I'm not quite ready to do the, the slick prepackaged because, you know, I used to think about, um, and, the slick prepackaged workshops, but my craft is really in in-person and small group teaching. But what can I make available? So, you know, I've been using Patreon as a place to experiment and trying out different classes and working on different mediums and getting to talk about and try things that I haven't given myself a room to do so. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm doing the three-day intensive for TFM, or the Women's Dominance Weekend, it is a lot of work for the three days. To produce the three days, it's weeks of prep and work. Mm-hmm. I mean, weeks. Yeah. Because I also give assignments beforehand and all of that. Now, I can't replicate that online. But someday we will get to be back in person. But up until then... You know, things like getting to talk about seduction and voice, um, doing smut writing workshops. I'm, I'm experimenting and my Patreon supporters have been, they have been such joys in allowing me to experiment. Mm. And yeah, so that, that's been, that's been, uh, helpful. And I've also been trying to do a lot of supporting my friends and just reaching out. Um, there's a lot of, texting and talking going on about like how you doing here's you know i heard about this grant i heard about that that you know have you checked this out so on the upside is desperate and creative people figuring out new ways to collaborate yeah um and out of that uh the san francisco sex therapy center just picked me up as one of their coaches that's fucking amazing they're brilliant their work is brilliant you're brilliant so y'all belong together congratulations so it's been exhausting though um i you know i'm known as being the energizer bunny and i you know i have indefatigable optimism and energy and that has been getting fatigued yeah yeah, I and and that it's understandable. Like with everything going on, like you were saying, the last time you questioned your life choices were nine eleven, and you know it's like there's some shit going on. I'm exhausted. Like Ken just went grocery shopping and we disinfected all the stuff, and we were all like, oh, we gotta go to the house. 
Elsa. And I'm exactly like, I'm done for the day. And it's not, it's what, three o'clock, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. it's a lot. It's really, it's a yeah. lot. So, uh, Patreon, I'm going to, you know, as you said, it was patreon.com slash planet Midori. I will put that link in the show notes as well. Um, and, and listeners, I've been a patron of Midori's for a while totally let become a patron if you can do it that's great and if you can't because a lot of us are in what they say 60 percent. i read a statistic i was reading newsweek 60 percent of american households cannot weather financially being in quarantine for even a month so if you're one of those people completely understandable you you can help out by following midori or even you know whoever whoever you follow mm-hmm. hopefully it's it's midori and us um following us re tweeting our stuff, telling other people about the things we have going on, all that helps and it's of no cost to you. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And several of my, uh, uh, several of my posts are open to, to everyone mm-hmm. and I'm making everything available to all subscribers because um, it's that, it it has been that the video content, video and the live classes have been for uh, $5 a month and over, but now I'm just making it available to everyone. So that's like, you know, starts at two bucks a month. Oh, so cool. It really makes a huge difference and not to mention it keeps my spirit up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really what we need right now is is community and it's so bizarre and heartwarming and I don't know, all those other words that at a time where we are so separated, the way we are all coming together, whether it's like, we're all collectively experiencing some shit. So we all got that in common, or just like the way people are trying to help each other, like, hey, let me help you, you know, walk through this, you know, if it's a money making thing or a new piece of uh, technology somebody's using. I'm seeing people reaching out to other people that they've never talked to before and everybody helping each other out or hey, all these new friends, let's do a Netflix party together. It's really Mm -hmm. kind of heartwarming. I mean, it's sad it had to come to this to get us to get there. But you know, we're there. So that's something. And speaking of Netflix party, the three of us should plot like a a Netflix party. That'll be fun and invite folks because I have some I, I have some of uh, my favorite movies from the other side of the Pacific that I would love to introduce you to, and oh. they're really twisted. How about this? How about this? I just thought of a thing. We're thinking of a thing right now together. Maybe if we get a group of people together, maybe we can like collectively do that for our patrons. Oh, yes. Yeah, like host yes, a, yes, yes. a double Patreon Netflix party get-together. And then it's you're kind of like mystery theater 3000, yes! but with perverts. Yes. And then your patrons can get to know my patrons and my patrons can get to know you and vice versa. And it'll be beautiful. So I think that's what we're going to oh, do. That'll be fun. Yeah. Very cool. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of this. And now we know where we can find you on Patreon. Where else can people find you on the net? Like your social media handles and website and all that stuff. A social media handle all under Planet Midori. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my Instagram, my Facebook. On FetLife, I'm there as Midori. And if you're going to message me on FetLife, be polite. I'm just telling you. <laughs> or you're okay? going to be plastered all over the internet. Granted, she's going to scratch out your name. But we're all going to know who you are anyway. Yeah. So don't yeah. be that be guy. Polite. Be nice. Yes. Be nice. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, fortfm.com. 
Um, on fortfm.com, I actually have a whole bunch of uh, videos and reading resources. If you go to fortfm.com and click on the resource tab, mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of things that I have posted, free essays and stuff like that. Yeah, um, Twitter as well. I love my Instagram, though, because I can, like, post, like, photos of Miss Rue and and my little murder fluff. Uh, Mr. Cool Cat Jack. Aww. And soon to be a video of Jack versus Sharky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Look at, we brought it around full circle. Look at, see? Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Midori. This has been amazing. And uh, listeners, if you know Midori and you're tinkling in your pants and you're like, this is great, apparently there's going to be more Midori stuff with us and more us stuff with Midori. So keep your eyes peeled. Make sure that you're uh, following along her Patreon or become a patron. And yeah, we'll see what's to come. And thank you for your service, Midori. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, we will talk soon. Uh, Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag PsyChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.